unprecedented. Copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018, March 8, 2016. We all sprang to our feet as if we were a bunch of marionettes and someone had pulled the strings. Mom stepped forward and graciously welcomed her former and current boss. Dad shelved his parental frustration and became hospitable. The girls stood there, overcome by awe and respect. I surveyed the situation, attempting to decipher whether the parents had requested his presence. I'm not arrogant enough to think he came because of me, and yet, it seemed like far too much of a coincidence given the fact that we had just been discussing him. The president's gaze came to rest on me. Jason, could we take a walk? I'd like to speak with you, he said. He's grounded, Stevie said before I could even open my mouth to reply. Dummy, I thought. Is anyone really going to say no to the president? Ali's mind was operating along different lines. Please don't send my brother to Guantanamo Bay, she wailed, throwing her arms around me. He'll give you the code. We're working him over. I know it sounds like she was just doing this for dramatic effect, but trust me, she meant what she said. I vainly attempted to extricate myself, feeling embarrassed as hell. President Dalton was smiling and Dad was rolling his eyes. I'm here unofficially. The president kindly informed Allison. She relaxed her grip in relief and I waded out of her sisterly clutches. Allison, 42% of Americans characterize their leader as soft on crime, Dad added dryly. He could never bring himself to be so cruel to the current inmates. Solid burn, Dad, I said, raising my eyebrows. Mr. Dalton nodded at me and then at the door. A secret service agent held it open for us and followed us out. We walked down the street. There was a park at the end. Mr. Dalton didn't speak until we reached it. Well, I suppose you know why I'm here, he said. You are mistaken, sir, I teased. I am wholly unable to account for the honor of your presence. His eyebrows went straight up, his eyes sparkled in recognition, and he actually laughed. I know it looked like I was taking extreme liberties with the nation's commander-in-chief, but we do have something of a history. Not that I'm the type to brag about my social connections. My mom's friends with the president. Who's your mom friends with? When we took our first family trip to Washington, D.C., mom naturally wanted to visit all her friends from Langley and show us where she'd worked for 20 years before settling down in Westcott to be our mother and UVA's professor. President Dalton, who was just plain old CIA director at the time, invited us to dinner at his house. The actual dinner was fine. Mrs. Dalton's a good cook although she's probably out of practice by now. But what followed was one of the longest evenings of my life. Allie and I sat on the couch, feet dangling halfway to the floor, while struggling valiantly to remain on our best behavior, or else we'd hear about it from Dad. The adults droned on, and I kept nodding off. We wanted to go home. Stevie and Harrison, Mr. Dalton's son, had gone upstairs to do teenage stuff in his room, and they didn't want us little kids hanging around. There was finally a break in the conversation, and I got up the nerve to ask Mr. Dalton if there were any books that Allie and I could please look at. He laughed his big blustery laugh and bade us come along. We joyfully scampered after him, glad to leave the couch where it felt like we might have lived out our best years before anyone stopped talking. Mr. Dalton took us to his home office. It was similar to the one in our house that mom and dad shared. These are all the books I have, kids, he said, gesturing at two bookshelves. Allie and I stared at them, our hearts sinking. Row after row of beige, brown, and black covers, without a brightly colored pastel in sight. 
You just knew none of them had pictures inside. Thank you, sir, we chorused politely. He smiled at us and left. Allie saw a snow globe on the desk, reached out to pick it up, hesitated, and stuck her fingers back in her pocket. At least we don't have to listen to them talk, she said, curling up on the carpet and closing her eyes. Stevie's a big meanie. She could have let us play with them. I don't see what... She yawned mid-sentence and fell asleep. I wasn't sleepy in the company of books. I examined the contents of the shelves. One book had a blue and yellow spine that made it stand out from the rest. I extracted it and examined the cover. There was a picture of a blue silhouette of a lady. She looked like the profile on the Laura Secord chocolates. I thought maybe this was a kid's book. It wasn't, but at least it started with dialogue instead of description. This was promising. I read without understanding or processing very much, but with a hungry eagerness to find out what happened. Apart from Allie's snores, it was nice and quiet, so I could concentrate. When the parents came to get us, the unthinkable happened. I didn't want to leave. I needed more time. I haven't finished, I protested, even as Dad scolded that it was late. Allie was asleep. He had her in his arms by now, and she was blissfully oblivious to all proceedings, contentedly pillowing her head on his shoulder. The Daltons needed to get to bed, and we had a long drive home tomorrow. Stevie was standing there, rubbing her eyes and yawning, in a manner not unlike Lydia Bennett. Lord, how tired I am. Mom looked from me to the book in an indulgent manner. I had a feeling she could relate. I countered all of Dad's perfectly logical arguments with the same rejoinder. I haven't finished. I could tell he was on the verge of losing his cool, and normally, I wouldn't have risked it, but I desperately wanted to know how the story ended. Oh, let him take it along, Mr. Dalton said indulgently. My eyes lit up with joy. Dad protested. Books are naturally attracted to readers, Mr. Dalton said. Keep it, son. It's a gift. What do you say? Dad reminded me before I could even open my mouth. Thank you, Mr. Dalton, I chirruped in a high-pitched voice while hugging the book. Not at all. He reached out and ruffled my hair. As we went out to the car, I heard Mr. Dalton say to Mom, I wouldn't have expected anyone his age to be so taken with Jane Austen. Jane Austen was the author. Has she written any others? I asked, leaning to look out the window as Dad started the car. Six in total, Mr. Dalton answered. That's her most famous one. I still have that copy of Pride and Prejudice on my bookshelf, and not just because the President of the United States gave it to me. Jane Austen's been my favorite author for some time. I don't tell many people because she's, you know, a girl. They wouldn't understand, but I like how she takes regular everyday stuff and makes it funny. Next week on Meet the McCords. Still keep up the reading? He asked. We did a whole bunch of stuff, but more often than not, we went sailing. I'd come too far to turn back now. My dad investigated it. Time was running out? Tune in Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central for Episode 12, Diplomatic Immunity.